Welcome to the Word Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Word Podcast. Today we are talking about the cursing of the fig tree. The cursing of the fig tree, which appears in Mark chapter 11, verses 12 to 25, Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 to 21, and it also appears in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. Now, in Luke, it's told as a parable, where in Mark and Matthew, it's recorded as a physical miracle that Jesus performed. And today we're going to examine the physical act, the miracle, uh, not go into the parable, which there are some similar lessons in there, but we're going to look at the actual miracle that Jesus performed in front of his disciples. They witnessed it, recorded it, Mark and Matthew, and yeah, so we'll look at that. But before we dive into it, we are going to start with an opening prayer, as we like to do on the Word podcast. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the Bible, for the opportunity to read your words we thank you for some new listeners that we've learned about that have uh, discovered this podcast and given it a shot. We ask, Father, that you touch the hearts of those that don't know you, that you draw closer to the ones that do know you and want to get to know you better. We pray for understanding. We pray for patience when reading your Bible, Father. It's not always the easiest thing for a mere man to read. We ask that you enlighten us and make the word come alive when we read it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So, the cursing of the fig tree. And again, it's in Mark chapter 11, 12 to 25, and Matthew 21, 18 to 21. I'm not going to I'm not going to read them both. I am going to read Mark just so anyone that maybe doesn't have their Bible or isn't quite familiar with this, Mark's uh, about half a page long, so it'll just take a few minutes to read. It's quite a bit shorter in Matthew. There's extra stuff that happens in Mark. And again, I said Luke is uh, told as a parable. So we're going to read from our Bible right now. Mark chapter 11, verses 12 to 25. Jesus curses the fig tree. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him. For they feared him because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out into the city. And as they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, 
the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says this to the mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And that's it. So, a lot going on there. Jesus coming into town, sees a fig tree, is hungry, goes to eat, there's nothing there. He curses the fig tree, goes into the temple, uh, is angered by the buying and selling that's happening there, and flips over tables. And when they leave, they see the fig tree the next morning, and it is withered away to its roots. The disciples are quite astonished and taken aback by this, and Jesus tells them that anything is possible with faith. Okay, so let's start at the beginning, right? Jesus was hungry. He saw the fig tree. Uh, and he said, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. That's how he cursed it. So, and then he goes into the, the the temple, and that's when he's flipping tables over, right, and chasing everyone out and saying, you've made my house into a den of robbers. That's one of the few times in the Bible we get to see a different side of Jesus. Uh, when I think of Jesus, I don't think of him as the guy flipping tables over. Uh, but it's after this table-turning episode that we learn from uh, in the Gospel of Mark that Jesus and his disciples passed by that very fig tree that had been cursed and saw that it was withered away to its roots. The disciples can't believe it. They shout, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed is withered. Now, you'd also think that they'd been with Jesus long enough that this shouldn't astonish them, but we see that repeated over and over in in the Bible that Jesus' own followers, the people that were closest to him, the people that witnessed all these miracles, that lived through the miracles, even performed miracles themselves in a lot of the cases, still could not believe what they were seeing. So Jesus has a teaching moment now. And Jesus is, is so good at finding teaching moments everywhere. And he doesn't let this one get by. So what does Jesus say to them when they're all standing there with their mouths hanging open in disbelief of a withered fig tree? Jesus' message is simple. Have faith in God. Have faith. Jesus wasn't surprised that the tree had died because Jesus has faith. It was astonishing and unbelievable to the disciples because they, they didn't have the faith that Jesus, is, that Jesus had. I mean, not, nobody does. But you think their faith would have been a little bit stronger at this point, uh, living with Jesus as they did. So they see the fig tree withered and and can't believe it and, and, and ask Jesus about it. Well, of course the tree died. Like, I, I could just imagine Jesus getting frustrated. I told, the, I told it to die. Of course it died. What did you think would happen? Jesus goes on to tell them that you could tell a mountain to throw itself into the sea if you believe 
that what you say will happen. If you don't have doubt in your heart, it will be done. The message here is like when you ask for things, and it's not even the like Jesus comes right out and says it. If you ask for things in prayer, it will be done. You have to believe that you will receive it or have received it. So a big part of this section is, is um, I mean, well, the fig tree is cursed. Jesus goes into the temple. The next morning, the fig tree um, is dead. In Matthew, it tells the same story, but it doesn't allow for any time to pass in between the cursing of the fig tree and the withering of it. In Matthew, it says the fig tree withered at once. As soon as Jesus cursed it, it withered at once. They don't have the episode there of Jesus going into the temple. Um, but again, as in Mark, Matthew records that the disciples were shocked, surprised, and disbelief. And again, Jesus takes the opportunity to drive home just how important faith is. And faith is at its most important when you're asking the Father to do something. Jesus says, whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. You will. You will get it if you ask for it and you have faith that you will receive it. So both Mark and Matthew record the event as a miracle that the disciples observed. And Again, this is one of many, right? Like we talked about it, the recurring theme that disciples not having faith, not believing. But I mean, they were with God. They were with God. If God tells a tree to die and it dies, why is that so hard for them to understand? What did they think would happen? If God told that fig tree to come alive with figs, and, and it did, that shouldn't be surprising to people that were walking with God. But he didn't. Jesus asked, uh, told it to die. He cursed it. And it did. And that's, that's, that's the story, right? So, again, what we do on this show, what I always do when I read the Bible, is when I read something, the first thing I think of is, well, why is it in the Bible? Why? And it's an obvious teachable moment, as so much of the Bible is, but this teachable moment was not just for his disciples, but it was also for you and me. And this one's not really hidden. It's pretty pretty obvious what the message is here. Have faith in God. Jesus comes right out and says it. And he had to perform a, a miracle in front of these people to, to really drive that point home because they couldn't believe what they were saying. Have faith in God. Have faith in his abilities, which are limitless. Jesus says, if you ask God for something, have faith that you'll receive it. We aren't buying lottery tickets when we deal with God. We're not hoping he answers our prayers. We're not crossing our fingers and saying, oh, please, please, I really, really hope you do this for me, God. God wants us to come to him in prayer, asking for things. And we, he tells us to believe you're going to receive it, and you will. If you have faith, you're going to receive it. You will receive it. We're asking the creator of the universe to help us. How would we not have faith? And, and I'm, 
I also, when I have moments of, of disbelief, I have moments of doubt, that's totally natural. But when you break it down and you think, like, if you really believe God is listening to you, and God is limitless, and God can perform anything, is there something that you think is too big to ask for? Is there anything that he can't do? God can do anything. And then people say, well, but I, I prayed for this and it didn't happen. I prayed for that and it didn't happen. Is that because it was too big of a task for God to perform? Of course not. So then why, why didn't you see the result you wanted when you prayed then? It's us. It's our lack of faith. It's the disciples' lack of faith that fails, not God's. God can't fail. God... God can't fail. That, that's, that's an impossible thing to happen. God can't fail. It has to be our shortcomings when asking for God, our doubt, our lack of faith, which uh, makes it fall short. Maybe the one thing, failing is maybe the one thing that God can't do. He can't fail. It's impossible. We think of another part in the Bible where Jesus is walking on water to the boat and Peter tries to walk on water, and Peter actually does for a very short time, and then he starts to sink. So Peter actually walked on water, just like Jesus was, in front of all the disciples, and then started to sink. And why did he start to sink? What's the first thing Jesus says? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So the Bible makes it very clear that how important faith is, how vital it is. It's everywhere in scripture. I found a few more places where faith is is talked about. So let's understand before I, before I start reading all these scriptures that the Bible clearly says anything you ask for, you can have, tell this mountain. If you have enough faith, tell this mountain to get up and throw itself into the sea. If you have enough faith, it's possible. But do any of us have that amount of faith? I don't think so. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we read, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. In Proverbs 3, uh, verses 5 and 6, Trust the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus says, All things are possible. For one who believes. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, tells us, By grace we were saved through faith. If faith was what saved us, there's nothing we can't do with enough faith. Yeah, faith. Faith is the, uh, the reason for this to be in the Bible. It really drives it home. The other connection between faith and the withered fig tree was what was Jesus making a comparison of? The fig tree was being compared to Israel at the time. You can draw a connection through there. That the outward appearance of the fig tree was that it had leaves on it, but no fruit to eat. It looked good but ultimately it was empty and had no value. 
And how did Jesus look at the leaders of Israel at this time? How did he look at the religious leaders, especially the high priests at the time certainly looked the part. They sounded righteous. They were in the temple appearing to observe God's law, but God knows the hearts of men. And what did Jesus say about these Pharisees? He called them a, a, a brood of vipers and says that they are of their father, the devil, hypocrites. Really, uh, really clearly upsetting words Jesus uses to describe these people that, that on the outside appeared to be doing everything right. They certainly made a big show of letting everyone know how righteous they were and how good they looked on the outside. But, and if you want to read a, a scathing example of what Jesus thinks about these false teachers, go read Matthew chapter 23. And there's about two pages of Jesus ripping into the Pharisees for being hypocrites and talking the talk, but definitely not walking the walk. So just like the fig tree, the religious leaders of Israel bore leaves. They looked great from the outside. The nation as a whole had proved to be pretty much the same. The fig tree was covered in leaves but bore no fruit. By causing the unproductive fig tree to wither and die, what does Jesus show us? Perhaps the fate of the Pharisees? Perhaps the fate of Israel? Perhaps our own fate? We think of it that if we go to church every Sunday, we sing songs, we read our scripture, we make everyone see us. You know, we almost say with our appearance, look, I'm here, I'm putting an envelope in the basket, I'm singing louder than everybody, look, look how, look how much I love God. But then we go right back to sinning when you get home. And I'm not saying everybody's like this, I'm saying, right? But, but of course, this, this is a common thing, right? That people want to be seen in church and it becomes almost like a social, uh, I don't know, a social level that, uh, so-and-so wasn't at church today, or this person never misses a week at church. Well, does God really care how you look on the outside? Again, he knows what's in our hearts. We're not fooling him. We can fool everyone else, but we can never, never fool him. We can maybe even fool ourselves, right? We can convince ourselves that we're, we're, uh, we're doing okay in God's eyes. But God isn't fooled. We cannot trick God. So will we wither and die like the fig tree? Or will we produce fruit and be pleasing to the Lord? Now, this is something I think about quite a bit. And it's actually, in my opinion, one of, if not the most terrifying thing in the Bible to me. And when I talk about scary stuff in the Bible... It's not in Revelation, it's not in the Old Testament where a lot of really horrible things happen. And it isn't the devil that terrifies me. It's not even the wrath of God that terrifies me. It's Matthew 8, verse 23, when Jesus is talking about uh, all the people that appear before him in heaven awaiting their entrance to paradise. And Jesus declares, 
I never knew you, depart from me. Can you imagine? And then the people cry out, but God, we, we were at church every week. We worked for charities in your name. I did all these things in your name. And God says, I never knew you because it was all on the outside. You looked good, just like the fig tree. You looked good, but ultimately were completely empty inside and had nothing to offer. The fig tree is a lesson, yes, a lesson in faith, but it's also a warning. And you've heard it said a million times, it's what's on the inside that counts, right? We hear that all the time in life. Jesus knows exactly what is on the inside. He knows our deepest, darkest secrets. The worst thing we've ever done that nobody knows about, Jesus knows about. So in reading this, the lesson I learned is have faith. Have faith in everything you ask for. Trust God. You don't understand him, don't understand his plan, but trust him. And to build your house on the rock, praise God, talk to him, love him above everything else in this world and have faith. Faith is the number one lesson from the fig tree because with faith, we're saved. With faith, everything is possible. It's possible for a sinner like me to enter heaven through faith. Hmm. Neat little... Neat little lesson you get from from uh, from Jesus just walking up to a a fig tree hungry and coming away disappointed. So I want to just reference again here before we move on uh, for anyone that wants to go back and check some stuff. And again, that is so encouraged, right? I'm I'm just a guy that makes notes reading his Bible, but I could get so many things wrong. So go back in your Bible and check it for yourself. Today we referenced Mark chapter 11, verses 12 to 25. Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 to 21. We talked about Luke 13, uh, verses 6 through 9, uh, where it's told as a parable, but I highly encourage going back and reading that too. Uh, there was a bunch of other ones that just mentioned faith. I won't get into those, but go read the fig tree for yourself and see what you get out of it. Now we're going to do a, what we always do on the show, a random Bible verse. And we'll see what we can come up with here. All right. Okay, just bear with me here. I'm trying to get it set up. And it is... Okay, and it's from Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 9. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. I love that one. I'm, I'm pretty glad that one came up. Nothing new under the sun. That's from Ecclesiastes, which we believe was written by uh, King Solomon. And it's, um, well, Ecclesiastes is all about uh, how, well, I'm not going to just sum it all up with a quick line, but 
he talks about how basically life is meaningless. But this particular one uh, ends with there's nothing new under the sun. And we've all heard that expression before. So many of our expressions come from the Bible, whether we know it or not. Nothing new under the sun. Everything that we see happening in this world has happened before and will happen again. So that's that's our episode today. That was the cursing of the fig tree. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, we're going to close with a prayer now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time we had to make this episode. We hope that people listening learn something about faith, Father, and how important it is to you and how important it is to us for our very salvation. I ask you, Father, for the courage to have faith, the courage to fight any doubts in my heart, any disbelief in my heart. And we thank you for the lessons we learned today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. So that's another one in the books. Episode 4. And as always, we're going to sign off with something from Scripture. So I hope to see you all back again next week. Please tell someone else about this podcast if it at all interests you. And by the grace of God, we'll be back again next week with a new episode. So I'll leave you now with the last line of 1 Timothy. It's a simple one. 1 Timothy. Grace be with you.